All right, well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Profit Roadmap. Welcome to our Service Autopilot uh, YouTube subscribers who are watching this over on the YouTube channel. We are short one Bear Duplissy. He is busy taking care of his kiddo and working from home. So uh, we, we left him off this call, but I am sitting down with Jason Cup, and we are going to talk about everything that is going on right now. So we'll just dive right in. Jason, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. I appreciate it. You are welcome, Cody. Happy to be here with you guys. Hoping that we uh, hope we create some clarity today for some people, because I know there's a lot of questions going around. It seems like that a lot of people have a lot of the same questions um, about their business and the way to kind of navigate through all this crazy stuff right now. So just real quickly for anyone who is not familiar with you, because we have like a different group of people on the YouTube channel than listen to the podcast. Just real quickly, give us a little bit of your background so that they know why I trust you to uh, give us information. So um, I've been, uh, I've been doing management consulting in the lawn and landscape service industry small business, mostly family-owned business space for about 15 years now. Um, have a great, strong relationship with uh, Service Autopilot. I do a lot of education for Service Autopilot members and also uh, teach uh, some of the classes in Service Autopilot Academy. And so you and I have been talking about business for as long as we've known one another, which is probably six or seven years, I would say. Um, and so I guess that's probably the reason why we've done a lot of this. We've talked about a lot of business, some of the good stuff, and also some of the tough stuff, like what was going on, on right now. So yeah, I think that we have a, a long history with some miles on the odometer. Yeah. Uh, Jason has been a, a repeat and a favorite guest on uh, the Profit Roadmap, so I'm glad that we're able to, to get something out there. Actually, the most recent episode of the Profit Roadmap is one we recorded a few months ago at the uh, yep. conference. So we'll cool. go back-to-back Jason Cup episodes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Fun. Uh, so to kind of jump in to the, the coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff, what do you think business owners need to hear right now? Boy, that's a big question. I think the most important thing that business owners need to hear is that everybody in the entire country, no matter what community you're in or really what segment of the service industry that you're in, you're all at the exact same place. Meaning everyone is having restrictions put on their business. Everyone has to be very keenly aware of the health and safety of their employees, of their clients. Everyone is feeling some of the financial impact. It's, uh, it's kind of an all for one and one for all sort of a situation. It's not like past disruptions, um, like economic disruptions where maybe some people felt it and other people didn't based on their current situation. Every single person in your community, every single person in your space um, every single person that owns a small business is probably playing by the exact same set of playbook right now. And I think that's the most important thing. And I, and I know I'm not trying to be like, trying to say um, it's not just you, you know, but it really, it, it, it really is all of us. We're all going through this together. Every business, every entrepreneur, every company, every segment of business that I'm aware of, which is where I've spent the last two weeks of my life trying to help people to understand we're, we're all experiencing a lot of the same things. Hmm. everybody's kind of been moved We're we're all operating in if you're in the same area the same set of rules basically so it's not 
lean it a little more into explaining that distinction that you were talking about between previous economic downturns? Like, how are the rules different than compared to now? Yeah, so I, I think that, um, that, that right now, all of us, there's not one person in the world right now that I'm aware of that is not very aware of the health and safety and security of themselves, of their family, of their employees, of their employees' family, of their clients, of anybody that they come into contact with. Um, and I think that that's the most paramount thing that we're, that, we're, that, that we're all kind of focused on together is to make sure that we're making really good decisions by, you know, this, um, what the, what's the terminology, this social distancing, I guess is a term that I had never heard of, uh, you know, up until about three weeks ago. We're all operating from the social distancing. Um, we're all, you know, many parts of the country, we're not allowed to leave our homes unless it's for essential services um, or essential reasons. And so we're, we're, everybody has the exact same playbook right now. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when the economy was faltering, that was brought on by the credit markets. That was more of an economic thing. And depending on what your economics were, um, you might have weathered the storm differently. Um, what we're going through right now in business is affecting everyone, whether or not you have a very strong business or your business isn't that strong. And so we all have to be making the right decisions about that health and safety and security of our employee and our team members and our families and our clients. So you brought up the, the idea of being an essential business or an essential service. And that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about because I see a lot of self-proclaimed uh, essential businesses or some arguments that, that feel like maybe they don't hold as much water. They make me a little uncomfortable. Where are you looking for information in like a local area to figure out if like lawn care landscaping qualifies or residential cleaning qualifies? Where should people be looking for that information? So in, in each community, and so kind of keep in mind that there's been declarations that have been made either by a mayor, some type of local uh, uh, politician or leader, or a governor of a state. Those are really the places that I've mostly, you know, heard these declarations made. And when the declaration is made, um, that leader typically, in almost all the instances that I've seen, will post what that declaration is specifically on their, their .gov website. Um, and it'll have uh, lots of different links to it. And each, um, each and every community or uh, city or county or uh, state that creates these mandates, you've got to go and you've got to read it and you've got to determine whether or not your business um, and the services and products that you provide are considered essential based on that order. Um, I'm fortunate enough uh, to have read many of these on behalf of many of our friends, people in service autopilot, my clients, people that I don't even know have reached out to me. And in almost every single city and community and state in the United States, the majority of the services that anyone who might be watching this uh, in the service industry, mostly in the lawn care, landscaping, maintenance, commercial, residential, house cleaning, all of those services have been deemed essential. And here's the reason why. Doesn't mean, my comment doesn't mean well, Jason Cup said on the profit roadmap that my services were essential. You have to go back and look at that declaration because I've seen some 
that have that have not been uh, deemed essential. And I've seen certain segments, like some communities are saying that landscape construction is essential. Other communities are saying that landscape construction is not essential. But this is the way that I have gone through and I've powered through it. And I've talked to lots of people in law and in politics, people in trade associations, people that are a lot smarter than me. And then I've interpreted some of the declarations myself. And this is what I would say. I would say that that if you're providing services that are helping to control pests or um, rodents, and by the way, when grass gets really tall, okay, I owned a landscape company for almost 25 years. When grass gets really tall, it attracts pests, it attracts rodents, and that becomes a public nuisance. Um, also, when you're not mowing properties or pulling weeds, there's noxious weeds that can be growing in that turf, which can create a much larger problem in that space. Um, when you don't properly take care of landscape beds or uh, lawns, you, um, you could have runoff issues, which would cause the flooding of basements or the flooding of homes or standing water, which can attract gnats and other types of pests. Um, drainage, moving water in the right direction. I believe that our friends in the house cleaning business, uh, they're essential because of disinfecting properties and making sure that properties are clean for employees and clients that are deemed essential or for homes. I'm certainly not stopping my home from being cleaned or anything like that. It's very important that we're leave, leave, living in a clean and disinfected world. And so I think that when we sit and we think about it, when we look at what the definition is by the law of what is essential, almost every single segment of the businesses that you and I are familiar with are deemed essential. Now, I, I would say that in large format like design, build, or construction, um, I don't know that it's essential that we build a patio in our backyard so we can go out and have, you know, a wine and cheese planter. I wouldn't call that essential. And I hate to say that because I know of a lot of people in the landscaping uh, world that are doing design build projects. And so that's one where you have to really go to that declaration and read it very specifically because some communities in some states have said that residential construction and construction of um, outdoor spaces are completely essential. Others have gone the opposite direction of that. And so I think that it's really important that you read that if you don't understand it or you want clarification. There's lots of resources out there. Um, I actually have a public um, a post on my personal Facebook page that I have shared back to several service autopilot um, forums, as you might be aware of, Cody, you know, that where people have asked questions about it. And when I'm able, I'm happy to take a look at it and help people make a declaration. Because I think it's important that we operate in compliance. I don't want anybody out there to get in trouble. I don't want them to put anybody in harm's way. And so determining whether or not you're essential is super important. But from my research, most of the businesses and most of the communities across the United States that we know of, are, are essential and are in business as of today. They are, their trucks were rolling and, and there's been really no complications from that. Yeah, many of the, the guys that, that we both know uh, not only are still operating, they're doubling down on hiring because they know how many people have been laid off. Uh, absolutely, I, I mean, I think that, I, I don't like to try to find um, 
I'm not one right now just because of, I know the pain that this is causing so many different small business owners, but I do think that that is one of the byproducts of what we're going through is, is that this labor crisis that you and I have talked a lot about, even on the profit roadmap and with many other guests that you and Bear have had, um, I think that that labor concern is relaxing a little bit. I don't know what the long-term implications of that are going to be, but I do believe that there are more people on the marketplace because unfortunately there's been some industries that this has been absolutely horrific towards and uh, there's some been some people that have been forced to um, to be laid off or furloughed or uh, find temporary employment and we're happy to take them in the service industry that's for sure because because we definitely need people yeah uh, so then uh, kind of to, to wrap up I want to talk about where if I am a small business owner and we are an essential business we're still operating what what is my liability if an employee is going out and then they come down with it and maybe you're running two man crews or something and then you know like their second person comes down with it what what does that risk look like for me well before i answer the risk question i'd like to kind of insert another little data point in there um are we i believe as business owners we have a strong responsibility to run incredibly safe businesses, regardless of the coronavirus. Um, and so the first step um, in mitigating liability is to make sure you're running a safe company. Um, I, I love the phone call that I got uh, 12, 12, not 12, uh, 10 days ago, um, early in the morning from uh, a client and client and friend of mine out on the East Coast. And he said, hey, what do you think if we moved all of our team meetings, our safety meetings, and our operations meetings out into the parking lot? Uh, we took them from the inside of a shop where it's confined, where people are standing a little bit closer to one another, and we went out into the parking lot. I said, that is a great idea. That is awesome. And many people in the industry have adopted that same thing. Many people in the industry have gone to cruise of one or cruise of two so that they can make sure that confined spaces are not one that could be um, a problem for those employees. I think you have to have policies about disinfecting trucks and equipment and, and tablets and phones that you're using. I think that uh, if anyone has a sniffle or a cough that's not allergy related, um, that they need to be sent home. They need to, they need to be better. If they have a family member who is sick, they need to stay home with that family member. We've got to operate from a new set of rules, in my opinion, about the, about the safety of our employees. We've got to also tell our clients that although we'd love to visit with them and chat with them, I would love to be sitting right next to you in Dallas or you be in Kansas City and for us to be recording that, but recording right now, but that's not possible. We have to do it virtually because that's the best thing for your health and for my health, even though we're both healthy. And so I think that we, are, we're, we're, we, we need to make sure that we're creating policies where clients are not coming out and talking to anybody that's on the on the property. If they've got a question, have them send an email in, have them send a text message in, have them phone call in. And so I think that we have to start with that foundation. Whatever makes sense for you and your business to make sure that you can ensure a uh, an environment that is the safest for your employees, that is the number one priority. If we move past that into your question about liability, you know, as long as you're an essential business, you're following the law about what your community has said, as long as you're enacting things in your business to limit uh, contact and thinking differently about the way that you do business and the contact that you have with people, I think that that 
is completely acceptable. We, there's no liability that exists in businesses uh, for when someone gets sick. I mean, think about before the coronavirus. If someone got the flu um, or someone, you know, uh, got, you know, whatever it might be, they just got sick, they had a headache or whatever. There's no liability for the business. There's no liability for the business uh, in this either because the one thing that I am recommending for anybody is if, if any employee is uncomfortable with coming to work, that's completely fine. We do not want them to come to work. We want to create a very relaxed policy for anyone that doesn't want to come to work or is uncomfortable. I'll give you an example, Cody. I, I had uh, one person I was talking to, they called, they, they got their um, order on Thursday night last week. So we're uh, recording this on uh, Tuesday, the 24th, I think, just to give people, yeah, Tuesday, the 24th, just to give people kind of a, a frame of reference. So last Thursday night, they had their stay at home order that was issued in their community. And they immediately, before they understood what the law would allow, they immediately uh, called all of their employees and said, we are not working on Friday. They wanted to take time to understand the law and create new policy and determine what clients wanted. They spent Friday, Saturday, and Sunday doing that. And then on Sunday evening, the owners of this business called every single employee personally and said, here's the thing, we've been deemed essential. We've talked to clients. Clients want us to keep working on their properties and we plan on being you know, in business tomorrow, but it's gonna look a little bit different. Are you comfortable with that? Do you want to come to work? How is your family feeling? Tell us about your, you know, what's going on for, for you in terms of whether or not you want to come to work. That company did all of the right things to communicate with their employees, with their clients, with their state officials to determine that they're running a very safe company. So, I mean, so the reality is, is that this particular person, they, they, they amplified everything. They went to all the stakeholders. They went to their state. They went to their um, clients. They went to their employees and they let them make the decision. And so if, if we're letting the people that we do the do business with make the right decision, then it's super, it, I mean, that lessens liability because business owners are not going to be liable if somebody gets sick. Now, if you are forcing your clients uh, to take services and you're forcing your employees to come to work and you're, you're, you're going against the state mandate, then that is going to open up liability. But as long as you're making sure that you're completely compliant and that you're doing the right thing and that you're making good decisions, then you're completely fine. And I'm not concerned about that at all. But if you're making decisions that are, you know, uh, uh, rooted in some of the wrong um, ideology or greed or whatever, then there's going to be consequences to that. So you just want to make sure you're following um, all of the state guidelines, really seeking your employees' input. And if your employees are uncomfortable with it, then by all means, please, please, please let them stay home. Uh, there's, there's no shame in that whatsoever. This is about the health of our employees and the health of our clients and the health of their families. And that's what's most important in Paramount. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and spending time with your family to, uh, to, to talk to me and answer these questions. So uh, you so got it. Man. Yeah. And, and by the way, I mean, if anybody has questions, I don't know uh, exactly all the places you're going to post this. Um, but if you guys can tag me or whatever, I'll try to answer them. Or Cody, if you see questions, I mean, I'm happy to try to jump online. I'm doing a lot of qu uh, answering questions online to make sure that people are well informed. So I'm happy to try to do my best to help people. Yeah, we'll do. And maybe we can do a, uh, a second video at some point answering some of those questions. Perfect. Sounds great. All right. Jason, thank you so thank much. You have a great day.
You're welcome. See you, man. Later. The music in this episode of The Prophet Road Mac was Riptide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff, Incompetech.com.